Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Monday night, be easy, Jay Binkley. You just heard Jay Binkley. With maybe the best tease of all time. I know every week, I don't know if he can like one-up himself, and then he does. Yeah. Truly inspirational. He is a good guy. He loves this show. He gets everybody jacked up. Phone line's open, 913-576-7610. We coined this show as, it's not our show, it's yours. Jay Southland Tow Service text line 913-576-7610. Same number. Red Reaction Show, Dusty Like is Nick Price. You get it all on the wins on the Monday after a game. It starts at 5 a.m. with myself, Pete Sweeney, and the uh the glorified help of one Nick Price this morning on the uh run it back playoff show. And then you get right into Fesco, you get right into Cody and Gold, then you get the the new famous Carrington Harrison. Uh, as we get into that a little bit later, too. Remember, this is playoff football. This is the only place you can find the best coverage of Chiefs playoff football. This is where you get to have the night. This is your show. You've waited all day. You've drove around. You've had your podcasts on. You've had your you've had your phone in. Everything all day. Haven't got to get your takes off on the air. Now you can't. Was the hit on Mahomes intentional? Was it a little too rough? I've talked to some credible sources. Therese Paler, Mitch Holtis, Pat McAfee, same guy that Carrington had on the show. I didn't talk to him, but Carrington said, it's just football. But we react to this game, and then we take your calls. 913-576-7610, not my show, not our show, it's yours. This is exactly the recipe that the Chiefs needed in this game. We said all week, start fast. Don't start slow. What happens? They come out. There's no rust. Pete Sweeney and I talked about that a week ago. We talked about it again this morning. There was no rust during the rest. This team came out. They started off hot. They went up by more than two scores to start the game. And the rest is history. That's why it's important because in football, you don't know. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if your star quarterback is going to basically get asphyxiated, thrown to the ground, and then knocked out of the game for the rest of the game. 
But if you start quick and you get up to an early lead, it's like sprinting at the start of the race. You can just jog to finish. Take it like a school analogy. You can pass your first three tests with an A and a B and an A. That final, you just got to get like 60%. It wasn't the prettiest end of the game. There were some clutch moments that we can talk about here in a little bit. But again, I think what you're seeing is that the Chiefs still continue to be the big powerhouse. This is a divisional game. To steal a line from Mitch Holtis, this is very coincidental to how it's like with basketball tournaments in the NCAA. That first game, it's a little nerve-wracking. It's a little different. You're kind of not yourself. You get back in that feel. I didn't feel that with the Chiefs. Chiefs have been here. Chiefs know their history. They know what they're here to do. It's Super Bowl or bust with this team. The Browns are on the right direction. They're not, this isn't a fluky team. They're going to challenge the Ravens for the AFC North for the next few years moving forward. They've got their pieces. They know their team. They needed to get into the playoffs this year. That was probably, I mean, I get it. Everybody's goal is a Super Bowl, not the Browns. This year, the real goal was just to get to the playoffs and be, can, become a contender. That's going to be happening moving forward. 913-576-7610, not our show, it's yours. Red Reaction, Nick Price, Dusty Likens, 610 Sports Radio. But the Browns are in the right direction. We know what the Chiefs are doing. We've talked about it. I've said the entire year they're taking that last dance mentality. They want to be a team that not only is respected, but is remembered. They want to win three in a row. They want to be a dynasty. They know what it's like to be here. Cleveland doesn't. They know what it's like to be in the AFC championship game. Buffalo doesn't. This is what the Chiefs want to do. This is what they're poised to do. This is what they're going to do. And they're back in the playoffs, and they've won again. And now Patrick Mahomes, in his three years as a starter, is 4-1 and one in the playoffs. Yeah, it's so huge that they actually came out and started that game quick because we were talking about it all week leading up to the game right. of how that was so important. And they haven't done that all year, and I mean, I think it's because, you know, it's they playoff finished. time now, and the, it actually matters, and they know. But we'd be having a very different show tonight, Dusty, if they didn't start out quick. Because if they don't give Henny that lead when he has to come into the game and relieve Mahomes, I'm not sure we're talking about an AFC championship game in Kansas City. It's just something that is, it's a luxury if you can do that. There are teams that can't do that. Buffalo didn't start off quick against Indianapolis. They sure as hell didn't start off quick um, against Baltimore. And look what happened against Baltimore. They lost their quarterback. Baltimore was done the rest of the game. 913-576-7610. Phone lines are open. This is where we start the reaction show. Big T, let it rip. Hey, you guys. Thanks for taking my call. I'm going to, uh, you know, I just like to start off. That was a great playoff victory yesterday. And I feel this team is the most sound, toughest team ever. In the history of, of, of our of our league and our sports, I mean, are you are you kidding me? Browns are up, you know, coming after us. Our quarterback gets knocked out. This team is not rattled. They don't, they don't lose their composure. They just hold the fort down. It reminds me when I was a little kid growing up. Lenny B went down. Lenny Dawson, the great Lenny Dawson, went down, and Mike Livingston. Woohoo! He came in. He came in and guided. Another great team to victories. And then and, and what's half Chad Henning? What, a, what about that man? He's playing like a, a crazy man. He, he comes in and he just plays a true grit performance, but running for the 
for the first down close and, and having that play and throwing the ball and just being a woolly veteran. And, and what most, most coaches in the league, they're so passive. They're not aggressive. What's Andy Reid do? He calls the call. He does the play and they make the play. And that's why big red has the biggest nuts in the league, that he's the hog with the biggest nuts, everybody. Let's just call it that. This guy is a woolly veteran. He's a legend, and that's why he's a Hall of Fame coach. And, 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 and our defense, how about them? What a bunch of bad mofos those guys are. Dirty Dan, Sneed, Chris Jones, on and on. The, the, the honey badger, and that just that whole damn defense. They're, they, they're playing Super Bowl caliber defense. They played their asses off yesterday. Yesterday, They won that game for us, and I'm looking forward to the, the, the cute Buffalo Bills with their sign, Allentown. How sweet and nice is that? And, and they had a good little season. They, they're mafia fans. Are you kidding me? You know what, we're gonna, you know what Big Red Machine's going to do to you? He's going to thunder blank your asses into the ground. And I can't wait. Come, come next Sunday, we're going to the Super Bowl again. And as always, I mean, the the most accurate thing that Big T just ripped off there is that Andy Reid has definitely got the biggest stones. Oh, yeah. He's definitely got – that was – I don't know. He just – it's crazy when you think about this because you can't – I don't know. When it it comes to Reid, right, when it comes to Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, it's hard to think – that there is a better combination that could be put together in football. For years, we got to watch how great Brady Belichick was. And the thing about Brady Belichick was Brady was so good at just continuing to keep the line moving on offense and was just poised to just rip your throat out uh, Patrick Swayze style from Roadhouse. Like, he could just... He could sit there with the best. He could drive against you. He would get the ball in his hands no matter what the situation was in the fourth quarter. And you just knew what Tom Brady's mentality was going to be while Bill Belichick would sit back and be like, here's the deal. I'll worry about how to stop the opposing quarterback. You just go out there and play football like you know how to play it, and we'll be just fine. That was why their combination, to me, worked so well. Defensive genius, offensive chess player. Just knew how to get you. Tom Brady... And that 12-yard out, how many years you saw that, was just something that he knew how to do continuously. He knew how to drive down the field, get in field goal range, knew who his kicker was, knew the situation, and that's why they were so methodically great. When it comes to Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, Andy Reid has just always had a mindset of how to get things done offensively, how to make sure that it would move forward, um, putting everything together in this weird, almost like a nerdy way which is not a dis, you know disrespectful take to Andy Reid. It's a compliment. Right. He just Football knew. Nerd. Yeah, he's just like Phil Jackson. Like Phil Jackson yeah. knew how to run the triangle offense in the NBA better than you, and he knew how to make it work even if his first plan didn't work. His second, third, and fourth was always there too. Similar to Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Once Phil got Michael Jordan, it was like, okay, not only am I knowing what to do on offense, but so does this guy. He's an offensive you know, juggernaut as well. 
You mix in Patrick Mahomes with Andy Reid, it's just like taking a gas can to a bonfire. It's going to make that fire hotter, bigger, and burn longer, and that's exactly what these two guys are. Yeah, and what I think is worth noting here, too, is the evolution of Andy Reid, right? right? I don't think that five years ago Andy Reid goes for it on that fourth and one play. I think he probably tries to draw him off sides, takes the timeout, punts it deep, and is like, all right, let's 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 see if we can stop him here. Right. But you've seen it ever since Mahomes became the starter. He's got this confidence. He's got almost like this this little weird Andy Reid swagger to him Yeah. where he's like, I can draw up something here that's going to win us this game. And, I mean, you talked about the stones on Andy Reid. We've really seen it, like, over the last few years. He's not afraid to do anything to seal the seal the deal and that's something that we never really saw from him in the past so it's right. worth noting like he's growing as a coach just as Mahomes is growing as a quarterback every day and that's what's crazy too is that there's a lot of times you know that you could probably have with with maybe a teacher or maybe a a, a way of life where you've got an idea and you want to give it to somebody else but you're not sure if they're going to take it as like maybe like an f you like thanks man i know how to like the best way i can describe it is it's like in golf when you're when you're about as even with your buddy golfing and they, you know they keep slicing the ball and you're like hey here's you know something that I could you know maybe help you is that you know I put my left foot you know a little bit more in front of my right foot when I drive so that way it, you know whatever and your friend might take that as like thanks man I appreciate it you're not there with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes even though Andy Reid's been in this league several times been in several NF- NFC championship games now playing in a third straight AFC championship games got a Super Bowl his, underneath his uh, belt been to two Super Bowls, but he's he's obviously more tenured than Patrick Mahomes. That's not my point. My point is, is that it's almost to me like when Ned Yost won that World Series, right? The first couple years Ned was here, it was like, I'm going to run things my way. I'm going to do things my way. This is how we're going to get things done. And then he started to trust his team a little bit more. And by team, I mean the guys that were actually on the roster and the coaches that were with it. And Andy Reid now has a team on offense that you'd think – if you got a hundred cracks at a fourth and one, you would think that this offense 90 times out of a hundred could get a first down. There's going to be a couple times maybe where there's a missed snap. There's going to be maybe sometimes where you don't get it. I get it. But Andy Reid now understands that he can trust this offense. He can trust this defense and trust his coaches to kind of just get things done. Just like I can trust every single Monday that Dan and KCK is going to call. Because this is another one of these times where it's not my show, it's yours. And, Dan, the phone line's yours because you get us before we go to break, Dan. So bring it home. Hey, Dusty Heinick, what a, what a game by the Chiefs. First of all, you're right. The first two drives, the Chiefs came out determined. And I like to see Harrison Beth, Buckner make those extra points. That's the only problem. By the way, it's a great team. How about Dirty Dan? Huh? Great uh, great uh, hit on the on the goal line. And uh, how about the Chan Hitty coming in and uh, getting that? At first, I didn't think he was going to run the play. Jim Nansen didn't think he was going to run the play. And Tony Romo didn't think he was going to run the play. But uh, it was great. It was great. It worked out. And uh, even though they didn't make it, the defense is going to hold up and, and get, a, get a stop or two. And uh, I was going to ask you a question, guys. Uh, now, I asked Bink this yesterday. Uh, I called Bink twice. The second one, I asked him, why did uh, Stefanski didn't bring Kareem Hunt in the first half? It seems like he was playing Dick Chubb. But anyway, great team win. Let's take care of the Bills and let's go to the Super Bowl. Take care, guys. Dan, I don't think I have to worry about you sticking around for the next segment because we're going to get into Kareem Hunt because I had a tweet the other day or Sunday where I just wasn't sure he got off the plane. Because I still don't understand what Kareem Hunt's situation was in that first hint or in that first half. And also, Carrington Harris, he got some credit, and it must not have been that personal for somebody. 
The Red Reaction Show, Monday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. Here's Dusty Likens. And Nick Price. Mm. I love it. I missed it last week. I did it for you. I don't know if you tuned in while you were out of town. I appreciate that, man. I did. I thought about maybe calling in and seeing if they could just fire me up only on the bump. Like, I didn't want to talk on the show because obviously it's not our show. It's yours. That's right thought about it anyway. This is the biggest play in Chad Henney's career. Ball will be snapped in the center of the field and Henney wants to throw it. Henney's scrambling and comes to the near side. He's at the 40, 45, 50. Henney dies. He's close to a first down at the 49-yard line. Really, really close. Chad Henney jumps up and waves his arm toward the stands. That is his biggest play of his career? No doubt. Yeah. I mean, what else? Is that up there with the Mahomes run? Because I get it, like, football's, like, so intent, like, it's so, like, situational. Like, Mahomes' run against Tennessee basically just gave Kansas City the momentum in that game to finish it. Right, but, I mean, it was also at the end of the first half. So, like, this run meant more than the Mahomes run, I would say. Right. Because, like, you know, even if Mahomes doesn't make that run, they probably still win that game last year. This was, like, I mean, you know, you got that big stop on the Browns last drive when you kicked it to him with like eight minutes left or whatever that was. And I mean, I really thought like, I thought that the game was over. I thought the Browns were going to come back and win that game because we weren't going to be able to do anything on offense. And then Mm -hmm. especially when you push back third and 14, right? Normally you got 15 under center. You're like, no problem. Right. Right. But Hey, no offense to Chad Henney, but I was pretty nervous yesterday when it was third and 14 And then all of a sudden he starts rolling out. And I think, Dusty, for like different reasons and because of the gravity of the situation right there and how you're trying to run it back and like that could have been the end of it if you don't get that play and you've got to punt the ball off and you're giving them a minute and a half or whatever it is to come down and score. Like if that happened, that'd be devastating. So I think for that reason, it might be even bigger than the Mahomes run against Tennessee last year. Just seems... Because, I, I mean, I could just tell you exactly where I was. Watch, I was in Herman, Missouri, and I was in the 10 Mill Brewing basement. I'm, I'm dead serious when I say this. And they had the Chiefs game on, obviously. A lot of people there were Chiefs fans. But it was just like watching that get, like watching that situation. Because, of course, I think you were there, so you can give people some insight of what yeah. the stadium felt like. So, I mean, I know it was rocking. They, were, they had Tony Romo and Nance talking about it. But it seemed like the demeanor of the game before the injury was like, Chiefs are going to walk away with this. Oh, all right? Like it's game, game's yeah. over. It's nineteen to three, sixteen to three, whatever you want to say the situation was. And you're just like, okay, this game's over. There's nothing to worry about. This team's rolling. And then Mahomes goes out, and you think to yourself, okay, this is weird. Like surely we're all right. We have a big enough lead. And then you start to see things happen, and you're thinking to yourself, like, okay, maybe there's a chance that somehow this team can, you know, slip from the grasp, like. If there's ever a way for the Chiefs to lose a playoff game at home, it would be because Mahomes got hurt in such a dramatic way that now, of course, that gives momentum to the other team. The Giants not there. We've got a chance. Like, they're vulnerable. Let's go after it. And I don't know what the vibe was in the stadium, but I feel like when it happened where I was at, people were like, because, of course, I have my phone on on alerts. 
And as soon as, like, Schefter got it, it was out. And I was like, Mahomes out for the game. My girlfriend's sitting next to me. She goes, how do you know that? And I was like, look. And then all of a sudden, here it comes on the TV almost immediately after the alert comes. It's like, Patrick Mahomes has been out for the game. And it was just like, oh, man. No, and, like, that first half, the Chiefs were rolling so well that, like, I would think that the crowd almost thought that they were going to see Chad Henney, but not for the reasons that he actually came into that game. I think that they thought, you know, we're going to roll the Browns. They're going to be up, you know, 28 to three or something late in the fourth quarter. Maybe we stick Henny in there and everybody's celebrating going to a third straight AFC championship. But I'll tell you after Mahomes, you know, Mahomes goes down, he gets up, he's wobbly and everything. He ran back to the locker room and that was, you know, you got a little bit of life out of the crowd there because they thought, okay, okay. Like maybe it's not as bad as we think, but once they ruled him out, I'm telling you, Dusty, I've been telling you for a few weeks now, how, you don't really get as anxious watching Chiefs games, or at least I don't. Right. Where I just kind of feel like, yeah, they're going to get it done today because they're the better team, and right. they do this all the time. I reverted about like four or five years in the past of me watching Chiefs games. I was nervous as hell when they called Mahomes out, and the whole stadium was too. I mean, when when the Browns scored, and we were, you know, especially when Henny threw that interception. Right. You could hear a pin drop in that place. Oh, yeah. Everybody was just, you know had all reverted back to this, oh, man, like, we're going to blow this kind of thing. And that was kind of the general vibe in the stadium. And, you know, I mean, luckily, anything is possible. Anything is possible. That was great. But, um, yeah, as far as as far as the mood in the stadium, I haven't seen it like that. I mean, less fans and all, but I haven't seen it that quiet in a long time. I have a question for you. We just got some news from Carrington Harrison, who uh, Mm -hmm. is on Twitter, and we did – we did say we don't know who Carrington Harrison is either. It seems like yeah. you do not. Wait, I no, I know who that is. He's a radio something in radio, he's a radio something. producer in Kansas City, right? Here we go. Carrington Harrison. A source has told him Patrick passed all of his tests last night. He didn't actually hit his head. There was a nerve in his neck that got tweaked that made him out of it. He's getting testing done on his neck nerve today, but did clear all tests last night. That was a scary situation. Leg gave out. You saw him a little bit dazed. It looked like there's your superstar. Are the Browns about to go take on the Bills? Holy hell, that was a big moment. Now they're saying it was a concussion. What do you know about this, Ian? Well, Andy Reid said after the game he passed all of his tests, which I was like, okay, but I don't know what that means because it's not like he cleared the concussion protocol unless they do end up deciding that he was not actually in the concussion protocol, in which case um, – Carrington Harrison would be on the money, and I will be happily retweeting his solid scoop right there, which I will be checking as soon as I get off the phone with you. <laughs> oh, did, oh, um, did we oh, just? Yeah. Did we just? We just broke news. I mean, to you, hey, you can't win them all, right? So he should he should be no problem. Then, then we have Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, the future big time AFC rivalry. Hopefully, that game's going to be electric. I owe it to my guy. I told Carrington when I talked to him today before I came up the stairs that you know. I was happy that he got that notoriety from uh, from one Pat McAfee, but I think that's all you need to know about the injury. It seemed like it was some sort of like an asphyxiation, like he lost like, you know, maybe some oxygen to the brain. That's why he got up and was a little woozy. Um, and then, of course, it doesn't really make a lot of sense because if he passed all concussion protocol, why is he still in concussion protocol? So it sounds like and it seems like there's testing that needs to be done. We'll know more Wednesday, obviously, when the Chiefs practice more. And, uh, you know, keep your ears locked to uh, the Run It Back show because Pete Sweeney gets a lot of scoops uh, before anybody else. But that's kind of reassuring to know. Um, 
you know, about what this team can be, where this team is, and what Patrick Mahomes' status is, because that's the issue, right? Like, that's where we're at, is that we don't know if it was a concussion. We don't know if it was more like a, like a choke thing because you saw the arm go around the neck. He comes back up. He's a little woozy. And uh, I don't know if you've ever been, like, close to that feeling, but I have before had, like, some, like, I don't know. I don't really want to describe but I was, like, on a trampoline, neck hit something, and I kind of, like, popped in and out of it, got up, and was, you know, a little bit out of the the of the realm for a second. But it just seems like maybe if it's not a concussion, then best-case scenario, he's playing Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I would think that he's playing Sunday just based off of what we've heard and all of that. But I also kind of want to point out that, we're not hearing anything right now, and I'm not saying that they're doing this on purpose, but strategically, I mean, why would you come out on Monday morning before practice or anything like that and say, yeah, he's good to go, he's going to play on Sunday? Make the Bills prepare for two quarterbacks there. And, you know, like I said, I don't know anything about how Patrick's doing right now or the details of his injury, but just from what we've heard, I kind of get the feeling that he's going to be good to go by Sunday. Yeah. Um, something that we talked about this week was I didn't know if Kareem Hunt understood what personal was. Kareem Hunt didn't have a touch in the first half. And what I think is interesting about this is I don't want to talk about Kareem Hunt too much. I get it. He had the touchdown. He did the, you know, the middle finger to the crowd where he did his old chief celebration where Mm -hmm. he sleeps on the football. That's cute. That pissed people off. Kareem Hunt had under 40 yards total in the game. Under 40 yards total. Total. Rushing and receiving. When you come at the Chiefs, they get after you and... I get it. They may not have had the big electrifying sacks or the strips from Chris Jones and Frank Clark, but the pressure was there in Baker. And listen to how Frank Clark describes this defense moving forward uh, in the playoffs. Oh um, man, we got we got to take the little things, um, the missed tackles, the 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 um, you know finishing plays, um, stuff like that. Um, when we up, when we up, you know, just keeping our foot on on guys' throats, you know, not letting up to keep on finishing and the finish game. That's, I feel like that's the goal. I feel like that's the emphasis, you know, coach Spags always talks about it's finishing, you know, to keep on chopping wood and, you know, weather the storm, you know, it's always going, team's good, man. It's the NFL. You know, it don't matter the history of the team. It doesn't matter, you know, what they haven't done. This the NFL. You're going to see teams challenge, um, the Chiefs, because we are the champions, I think people forget this. Um, they're going to challenge us every day. They're going to challenge us every day in their meetings. They're going to challenge us every day on their field to be the best they can be to beat us. So um, we have to understand that and come to work every day ready to work. That's the best thing I've heard when it comes to post-game audio from anybody. Like, I heard the Travis Kelsey audio as he was like, you know, that's what we do. Maybe they did it intentionally. But when it comes to this defense, like, they had all the time, all the opportunity to just strike back at Kareem Hunt, strike back at Odell Beckham's tweet that said, could be a win on Sunday. Didn't happen. The thing about this defense is that this defense knows exactly what to do. And that's just whole teams under 20 points. You don't have to get, you know, the big time sacks. It's nice. It helps. But there's Tyron Matthew, the leader on this defense. Big pick. There's Frank Clark after the game. Hey, we get it. We can change some things. They held this Browns team under 20. This is a Browns team that was rolling in the last few weeks. And then they played the champs. And they kind of used that as the chip on their shoulder. Like, last year it felt like the chip on their shoulder was no one was taking them seriously because they had given up so many rushing yards in previous weeks. And then all of a sudden now, it was like, okay, what's the challenge now? Well, do they get the sacks? Do they stop? Do they get the interceptions? What they do is they just shut teams down, and even more so, they play to the situation of what the season is. And in the playoffs, 
this Chiefs team steps up and they get it done where they need to get it done, and then they get their leaders out there and just lead. Frank Clark, Chris Jones, Tyron Matthew, and again, one of the biggest players on this defense is Legereus Sneed, and we'll talk about him in a little bit because this Sunday's game is his biggest challenge yet. But I will say this. We're done talking about the Browns. It's now time to talk about what may be the next big rivalry in the NFL. The Red Reaction Show, Monday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. Here's Dusty Likens. And Nick Price. Back in on the Red Reaction Show, 610 Sports Radio, myself, Dusty Likens, and Nick Price. Just a reminder, tomorrow morning, 5 a.m., myself, Pete Sweeney, run it back, playoff show, the only um, playoff-infused Chiefs show in this city. And it starts early in the morning. I know there's a lot of you out there that get up early and drive to work. And if you're not, you can always check it out on the website. You can always check it out on the radio.com app. We'll have it up for you. 610 Sports Radio. It's just nice, man. Like, especially this time of year, you want to hear all about your Chiefs all right. the time. And for those people that are getting up and they're commuting early or they're already out there doing their job, there's nowhere really to, like, hear live right now Chiefs coverage unless you tune into your show in the morning. Right. And you get Pete Sweeney from 5 to 6 a.m. with myself. And then you get him again at 7.15 with Fesco and, and the crew. Not only that, but you get the chief sideline reporter with Fesco. Then in the drive, you get the Therese Paler show. Star Therese Paler, who joins Carrington and Sean Levine and Rob Brenton at 3.30. We talked about how the Chiefs need to get to a fast start, how that's important. They're in the AFC Championship game again. This is interesting. It's Bills versus Chiefs. This isn't your dad's Bills team, and this isn't your dad's Chiefs team. In fact, those roles have been reversed. I remember when Buffalo went to went to four straight Super Bowls and they lost them all. There were times where Kansas City had to go to Buffalo and win. You remember Joe Montana's last game as a Chief lying there helpless on the field, playing Buffalo. Now it's it's time because You've heard the audio from the Pat McAfee show. You saw that Carrington's scoop said that it was a nerve injury in the neck. You've got to think to yourself, there's really no chance that Mahomes doesn't play unless obviously medical staff doesn't let him. By the way, a little bit of interesting news for NFL fans out there. Mark Ingram will be released tomorrow by the Baltimore Ravens. So no more big trust in Baltimore. Saves him money in the cap. Plus, they drafted J.K. Dobbins. You put two and two together. But this Sunday, this has a chance, and I mean this deep down, this has a chance to be the start of what could be the next true rivalry in the AFC. There's so much there. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. That's for one. 
Chiefs are the leaders of the West. Buffalo seems to be the leaders of the East. The Bills look look to be the team that's striving to be the best contender facing the Chiefs. Now, the North, Cleveland, and Baltimore. Baltimore's yet to beat the Chiefs. Cleveland with Baker Mayfield, they're 0-2 versus the Chiefs. The South, there's some interesting, as Eric Bieniemy went and talked to the, to the, he did an interview with the Houston Texans today. That kind of seemed like Deshaun Watson was like, hey, here's the deal. You want me to stick around in Houston and go get this Eric Bieniemy guy and let me have him as my coach? Because now the Twitter world is starting to be like, hey, Eric Bieniemy. Like Houston Texans players are saying this. So the South is still kind of one of these divisions where Tennessee's just going to be as good until Derrick Henry falls apart, which I don't know when that's going to be. Derrick Henry is just built differently than any other man. But they don't really contend against the Chiefs to me. It seems like the biggest contender versus the Chiefs is Buffalo. Buffalo has the parts. And, oh, by the way, you remember who traded their pick to Kansas City so the Chiefs could have Patrick Mahomes. And if you think I'm the first one to say that, obviously that's wrong. That's going to be the entire narrative going into that game on graphics. It's going to be, remember back in 2016, 17, when the Buffalo Bills traded their 10th pick. Buffalo still got a lot of haul for that pick. In fact, they built the face of their defense around that pick. And the Chiefs built their franchise. They're now going to play for a third straight AFC championship. Bills look to be the team. And I think this is all kind of funny how before it started off as like a cute little elementary school rivalry that was, I can throw the ball further than you. Now it's like, who can go further in the season than you? And that's a serious conversation. This isn't a joke where it's like, oh, it's Buffalo this year. This is one of those things where moving forward, Buffalo is going to be one of those teams. Now, unless Belichick were to go get some kind of quarterback that could really change that franchise moving forward. Now, again, a lot of defensive players for New England sat out this year. They'll be coming back next year. Let's never outdo uh, what could be the thought that maybe the New England Patriots are done. They had a bad year this year. They were just kind of in a, in a rut when it came to where they're going to move forward with their franchise. But this is a game in which there's a lot of components that are big. Buffalo goes out and gets Stephon Diggs, tries to move that franchise forward. Stephon Diggs leads the, the AFC in receiving yards. Stephon Diggs was the piece, new place, new face. Josh Allen's career has taken off incredibly faster than a lot of people may have thought it would this year. He's got his piece. Josh Allen's comp in the draft a lot of times was, okay, well, let's see. Can, you know, can he get the play downfield? Can the booming arm always be there? His legs are a little bit better than people give him credit for. There was a lot of comp of Ben Roethlisberger in Josh Allen's early stage of his career, and Big Ben won two Super Bowls. You know, during the Tom Brady era, Patrick Mahomes is going to win the Super Bowl every single year. There's going to be times where, you know, the king is taken from his throne for a year or two. Or there's going to be times where one team just outdoes the Chiefs. I don't think that's the year this year. I think Buffalo's um, kind of like the Chiefs were a couple years ago where they were they were ready to get to that spot. They're, they're ready to be seriously thought about as a contender versus the Chiefs. I don't know if they're a Super Bowl team yet. Just because of the way they played in the playoffs, it was a little shaky versus Baltimore at the start. Basically, until Lamar went out of the game, it wasn't really ever over. And then that game against the Colts, you remember when the Chiefs played the Colts and got to the AFC Championship game, they were just a call away. But I think Buffalo, Kansas City is probably and most likely the future of the AFC moving forward. Both quarterbacks 
25 and under, both quarterbacks' explosive arms, and they get where the league is right now. Yeah, Buffalo's here to stay, Dusty. And, um, you know, I kind of see this as we watch Brady and Manning go at it so many years for so long. Both these teams are going to be winning their division for quite some time. They're going to be playing every single year. They're going to be meeting up in the playoffs all the time. I think this is like the new age Brady versus Manning in the AFC. And I really think that, you know, you mentioned getting Stephon Diggs. That was a perfect piece for Josh Allen. And I also think Josh Allen is closer to Patrick Mahomes comparison-wise than a lot of people around here especially are willing to give him credit for. Like, they play kind of a similar style. I mean, I know Josh runs it a little bit more than Patrick does and maybe even more so after – if they don't want Patrick to run it nearly as much, but they both got the big arm. They're able to extend plays, make those plays on the run. And, I mean, I really think that as long as both teams are healthy, this could be a hell of a football game on Sunday. Yeah, and I think if Pat plays, which, again, you and I both agree, he's going to probably play. I think so, yeah. I mean, he's got, what, six days to get cleared, and he's got to go through all this, and a lot of seems... And we're, that, and we're not really going to know until Wednesday right. when the team's practicing. And I trust Carrington and his source that it it, it is what it was when it comes to the, the injury it of the neck. It looked weird, right? Like, it looked weird. It right. didn't look like your classic, like, hitting the hitting the ground with your helmet right. hard concussion kind and of it thing. And it wasn't so like... And like when I'm sitting there watching the game with the girlfriend, it's 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 not like when he got up, he was like holding his head like, ah, I feel it was more so like he and that's what she said. Like, that's the first thing she picked up on when she was like, he looks lost. And like, that's what happens when you kind of get that like loss of oxygen to the brain. You get that like, whoa, where are we at? Like, okay, never mind. And I get it. You could have that with a concussion, but it's not like he laid there and held his head or kind of looked around and was like doing that. It was more so like he got up and he was like, whoa, I just I'm a little dizzy. And that to me. You know, I get it, the concussion thing's there, and they talked to Andy Reid this morning in the press conference. I listened to that, and it sounded like they were more concerned with his toe than they were with, like, the situation with, his, with, the, with the concussion because, again, it's, it is a lot of mixed signals. And you heard that in the, in the audio from the Pat McAfee show that Rappaport was like, it doesn't really make sense that he would pass all these tests, and then they would say that he's, you know, going through the protocol because if he passed all the tests and was ruled out, that's where we're kind of lost and it's kind of juicy because you're like, okay, did he have a concussion or was he like somewhat asphyxiated when it came to the game? I think you also got to like, you know, little context clues here. We've heard from the Chiefs a couple times now. We've heard from Andy Reid. They're not saying it's a concussion. Right. Like they're they're being they're they're keeping this thing pretty close to the vest here. That's what kind of makes me think that, you know, Carrington and his source are kind of spot on on this thing and now I Definitely not a doctor. I don't know how that compares to a concussion. I don't know what the ramifications are of it. But if I'm a betting man, which I most certainly am, I'm betting that Patrick Mahomes is suiting up against Josh Allen on Sunday. And we're in for the first of what I think is going to be a longtime rivalry in the AFC. And it feels like it's it's perfect, yeah. right? It just feels like this is because the Chiefs have Mahomes because of Buffalo. Yeah. And Buffalo has Josh Allen because of Patrick Mahomes. Like, they missed out on the quarterback. They then were like, crap, we got to get a quarterback now. They took a stretch. They got their guy. Guess what he's known for? Having an explosive arm and really being able to sling the ball. Because when he was in college, that's what everybody fell in love with. Mm -hmm. The other thing I'm going to fall in love with this week is I really am interested to see LeJarius Sneed versus Stephon Diggs. I know we're facing up a uh, commercial break, Nick. But I just, LeJarius Sneed is that diamond in the rough is what Pete Sweeney calls him. Because this is another one of those Brett Veach things where you're just like, how did he know? And I get it. Some guys just transition better in the NFL than others, but 
this is his big true test. Like this is the, hey, it's your first night serving. Good luck out there on the floor by yeah, yourself. Right. You don't have the trainers with you anymore. It's now like, hey, Lucharius Sneed, you're going to go face the leading receiving uh, leader in the AFC this year against a guy that's really good. Good luck. It's going to be really telling, too. Like, if he comes out there and he has a really good game and he contains digs or shuts him down. Right. And he's able to contribute in that way. I mean, this is so crucial to what the Chiefs are going to have to do moving forward. You talk about, like, Mahomes' salary numbers are going to be bumping up pretty soon. And you look at the rest of the team, like, they're not going to be able to keep everybody. So, eventually, the way that you sustain and maintain the success that you're having right now is by finding guys like Legereus Sneed in the draft and really being able to find those diamonds in the rough to fill out the rest of the roster. I'll tell you right now, the third straight AFC championship game for the Kansas City Chiefs at home, something these other teams didn't do. I know this because I trust the voice of the Chiefs. Also, Super Bowl 55, exact outcome odds are out. We get to that after this. The Red Reaction Show, Monday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. Here's Dusty Likens. And Nick Price. Killed it, man. I stole your thunder. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Okay. It feels better when you've got multiple people coming out here and adding my my name to the show, you know? I thought you were about to cuss there. I might have almost accidentally, but, you know. Yeah. It feels good. I hear you. It's been a long day. No, man. Thanks again. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. were in there today for uh, for us as I was in the uh, lovely little city of Herman, Missouri. I watched the game in Buffalo Bills basement. Um, not the actual Buffalo Bills, but uh, from the movie Silence of the Lambs. That's what it felt like. <laughs> yeah. It's like a cool place. I saw your Snapchat. I yeah. was like, who's basement? Right. Nah, it was cool. It was nice. It was, it was it, probably the most... Interesting place I've seen a Chiefs game because there was a couple people there that were into it. Um, but more so, like, I was just really into it. Because, yeah. like, I love football. I love the regular season. But when there's a team like the Chiefs, the regular season is not what matters. Like, they're just – they're more so just into um, – they're more so just – I'm just more so into the playoffs because that's where the season starts for the Chiefs and that's where it's going to start every single season for the Chiefs. And, Nick, I think it's funny to have this conversation because I don't think – Sunday at 5:40 can get here soon enough. Oh man. Like you thought I Bring was it on. you thought I was on edge uh for this game. Not even close to what an AFC Championship game is. No, nah, man. I mean like I was talking to my dad before the game cuz we went out to Arrowhead together. I was like I was talking to him, you know, about like the whole don't get anxious before Chiefs games anymore, like just kind of expect them to win. We were talking about how, you know, Yesterday was really the first meaningful Chiefs game that we've gotten to watch since the Super Bowl. And when Mahomes was ruled out, that's the first time that I've ever felt nervous or anxious that the Chiefs weren't going to pull out the game since about seven minutes left in the Super Bowl last year. So you talk about just throwing everything that's going on with Mahomes and barely squeaking by against Cleveland and going up against, you know, really the hottest team in the NFL right now, the Buffalo Bills, and hosting them on Sunday – Bring it on, man. Bring it on. Yeah, and I think this is just one of those things where, again, we wait. Wednesday's the obvious. Uh, that's when we find out about the Chiefs, who practices, who doesn't. Um, you know, even if Mahomes is cleared and limited, you'd have to assume that he's playing. And then it's Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes, 20, what, 24, 23 versus 25. 
That's why we emphasize so much that this is the future of the AFC. Buffalo, Kansas City, 13-3 versus 14-2. Patrick Mahomes versus Josh Allen. And this is where you'll start seeing these teams build against each other. Because, yes, you know that you can beat teams in your division. Like, I don't think that Buffalo looks at the Jets or Miami. Now, Miami's on, on, on the path to getting better. But, again, too early. Yeah, the NFL yeah, you have early. to the NFL you have to draft, you have to develop, then you have to prove it. And that's what's so nice if you're a Chiefs fan or you're into you you watch these Chiefs teams and you watch how they get better every year. Like last year they won the Super Bowl and you tell yourself, how can this team do much more than they did or do more than they did the year before where they actually won the entire thing? And the thing is where you look at this team, they go 14-2 and two with the biggest target on their back. And you, you heard what we played earlier with, with Frank Clark's audio, that there's little things that they can polish. And that's where, you know, you, you do the eye test. Okay, well, they didn't do this, but you're like, they held that team under 20 points. Like, what else could they possibly do to get better as a team? And it's work on the little things that make a 17-point game go to 14. Because if you're the Kansas City Chiefs and you realize that they can score 20 points at ease, and I say that because they can. They've done it in 25 of their last 27 games. They went 14-2 and two in a year in which they were, you know, the big dog on campus, and yet they're still finding ways to get better. Now, I'm not saying they're going to go out there and hold it, you know, Josh Allen and Buffalo to 14 points. I don't know for sure if 15 is going to play yet. But I can tell you this they're going to be so much more advanced and ready to play Buffalo just because they know what it's like to play in a game that has this much intensity in it, which is the AFC Championship game. I think Buffalo's on the path. I don't think they're there to be a Super Bowl contender yet where they're Super Bowl or bust, whereas with this Chiefs team for the next two to three years, they are built for Super Bowl bust moving forward, and they know how to get there. Yeah, and I mean, like, I'm kind of looking back at the Chiefs from a couple years ago when they right. played the Patriots at Arrowhead. That first half, they weren't ready for it. You know, right. it was kind of like the moment was a little bit too big for them. So that's something I'm going to be looking at Buffalo this weekend is, are they going to be able to come out and start fast? Also, you know, obviously the injury to Patrick Mahomes is the big thing, but it's going to be huge if this team can get Sammy Watkins and Clyde Edwards-Elair back. That's going to be huge for them. So a lot of things to watch for this coming week, but – Man, you were right. Sunday can't come soon enough. Yeah, it's Monday at 8.57, and I just can't wait for Sunday at 5.40. Uh, run it back playoff show. That's going to be up 5 o'clock in the morning tomorrow morning. Myself, Pete Sweeney. Oh, by the way, Nick Price, I'll be in Sunday, 10 to noon, uh, giving you all sorts of action before that Chiefs game I'll be on listening. Sunday. I know you'll be on their way to the game with Big, uh, with big Papa Price, uh, so that'll be kind of fun uh, knowing that you're out there getting ready to get juiced up and uh, and everything like that. Here's the deal. I'll be real with you. This is what this team is built for. Bovada slash Odd Sharks on Twitter. Chiefs versus Packers with the Chiefs beating the Packers is the favorite odds right now in Vegas for the result of this year's Super Bowl. Plus 325. Meaning you got to bet $325 just to win 100, right? That's it's the other way around. Yeah, you got to bet $100. $100 win. wins 325 but that's because it's like, you know, it's both teams in there, but right. that's the most likely scenario right now. And, I mean, they're both the one seeds. They're both hosting games. 
I think that's what pretty much everybody outside of Buffalo and Tampa Bay wants to see is a State Farm Super Bowl. Yeah. I'd be juiced for that, man. Because in the divisional round, State Farm be progressive. Yeah. And, you know, that's where you have to look at this. The Chiefs are playing all these teams that are up-and-coming teams that are going to be here for a while. I mean, we talked about this, the under-25 class, Lamar, Baker, Josh Allen, and uh, and 25 and under, and Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes being one of the one of the vets in that league at 25. So Pretty we hope, crazy. We hope and pray, seriously, for, the, for a speedy recovery with Patrick Mahomes. I hope you all enjoy the Red Reaction Show uh, tonight with myself and Nick Price here on 610 Sports Radio. Don't forget, tomorrow, Therese Paylor's on the drive at 3.30, and Pete Sweeney's on with Fesco in the morning at 7.15. And again, I can't plug it enough, 5 a.m., the Run It Back Playoff Show on 610 Sports Radio from 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. We have you covered, Kansas City, when it comes to the Kansas City Chiefs and their playoff run. Thanks to everybody listening tonight. Please have a fun, safe week this week. And just get juiced up for Sunday. Get your go grocery shopping. Get big. It's AFC Championship week. Super Bowl is on the horizon. Chiefs are favored to win the game. Chiefs are favored to win the Super Bowl. Relax. Be good. Everybody have a good night. I'm Dusty Likens, Nick Price. Take care, man. We'll see you tomorrow. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.